Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Hear he, hear he. Now presenting movies to... I don't know, Nadine. This one was tough. It's old British people. (laughs) Old British people. Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. But no one at any point says that in this movie. No, but they probably did back then. And they just edited it out? Yeah. They didn't include it in the script because everyone's heard it before. Yeah, in 1957? 67. 67. Yeah, 66. Oh, we're really moving ahead in 1966. time. 1966? <laughs> Is it 66? Yeah. We literally 65. just recorded yeah. this. <laughs> oh, that's true. Whoa. Oh. Mita, how's it going? <laughs> I'm here and alive. <laughs> Barely holding on. Barely holding on. Yeah. Mita's on a string here. Yeah. So, Mita, last week we didn't get to talk Oscar movies because we talked... It was so Bollywood. much Bollywood, which, to be quite honest, was, you know, it's always a good time. So much fun. But let's talk. Where are we on our Oscar lists? Okay, What yeah. have we seen? What haven't we seen? What's what, still left? I mean, okay, should I start with what I have left? Let's start with what we have left because there's a couple of movies I want to actually discuss. Okay. Okay. So for best picture, yep. what I have left is Woman Talking. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Um, but then I still have The Whale. Yeah. Um, I still have most of the animated films okay. like Puss in Boots, which uh, I'm really annoyed that the first one is not available on any streaming. Oh. So I'm going to have to rent Puss in Boots and <laughs> Puss in Boots too. And watch both of I, I'm sure the story continuity will be so important. I'm also like, I'm kind of peeved that Marcel is nominated because I don't feel like that's an Marcel animated. Michelle? Yeah. It's a little bit, yeah. That's more live action but than... it is motion, like it's stop motion. Yeah, but like Pinocchio is entirely like... Stop motion. motion where Mar- anyways... Marcel the Shell. Marcel I still yeah. have to watch that too. And the Sea Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just, I think... Oh, and Living. I have to watch yeah, Living. living. Yeah, so it's really living the whale and woman talking that I kind of have left. But Mita, do you know what that means? What does that mean? Mita had to watch Avatar guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nadim, I'm trying to block it out of my mind. Talk to me about that. Okay, I watched Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah. I... Okay, I watched... So, to start, I had to watch Avatar. Yeah. Because I have never seen it. And I watched Avatar, and I wasn't that mad. I wasn't like, this sucks. Like, yeah. I get it. It was... It's pretty remarkable for 2009. I can't think of anything that was like that up until that point. Um, and, then, like, it's like a decent action movie. It's fine. But I rem- I finished it, and I was like, why did he have to make a sequel? Who is he making these promises to? Like, why do we need more of this yeah. story? And what I found interesting about Avatar the way of water is you said that there wasn't any story in this movie i think the movie suffers from like wanting to tell too many stories oh that's interesting yeah i think you have first of all who is using narration these days <laughs> the narration well, like voiceover narration yeah yeah the narration in this is terrible like yeah. i think jake sully has loose brain cells because like it's not sully is it it's sully, sully yeah yeah he i the, the dialogue is just terrible. Yeah. It's like a 14-year-old boy is talking. And I just don't understand that. But it's his, like, story about his family and what they're going through. Yeah. and what Basically, it's Lilo and Stitch. Ohana means family. Yeah. Then you have the story of, like, these indigenous people in the in the water, water. part of... Um, what's the home called? What's the plan? I don't know, Mita. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even realize Kate Winslet was in it. Yes. Yeah. Kate Winslet's playing a black woman. Yeah. Nobody's talking about yeah. that. Yeah. But, yeah, you have their story. Then you have them about the, like, the um, trappers, yeah. like, the guy from playing yes. Concord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of it's different... a lot of things. A lot of different things happening and trying to tell a lot of different stories and it just it just feels like he's bragging about the cool new camera tricks that he has. And look, I made up all these fish. Like yeah, I just look at my water. <laughs> look at the water. Yeah. And I saw it in um, what was called oh I forget what Cineplex calls it, but essentially the screen is wrapped oh, around ABX. you. Is that AVX? What's it? Not, not. It's wrapped around you. It's wrapped around you. So like you have your main screen in yeah. front of you, but then also along the sides is a screen as well. So in some parts of the movie, like when they're underwater, really, it's like the water goes along the sides of the theater as That's well. That's so cool. It's not necessary. Oh. <laughs> 
anything, it was like distracting, distracting me a little you're bit like, from looking the looking left and right. Like, oh, water. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it only happened in the water parts oh, too. Okay. Um, it is cool because like you can see like some fish, fish. swimming around or like Does it feel the different lights. Uh, not fully. Okay. Like if water was splashing in my yeah, face, maybe. then maybe, yeah. but like not fully immersive. Mm-hmm. Also, like it messes up the lighting in the theater a bit too because it's not fully dark. Yeah, that's true. There's still light coming off from all angles, yeah. so it's not that great. And then you also have Sigourney Weaver going through teenage yeah. angst, which <laughs> I thought she's the only person I like in yeah. this movie. As a person. As a person. Um, I want, and oh, should I do a spoiler alert? Yeah, but this uh, don't spoil anything. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. It. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, there's like so, there's some mystery in this there's about like paternity. Yeah. And there's just like so much happening and I was like, what was the point of this is so jumbled? I don't need to see more. I really don't need a two, 3 4 and a 5. Yeah. Like it's just so unnecessary to yeah. me. I'm glad you made it. Like congratulations. Yeah. But like, but I would, my thing, and I said this. My thing about James Cameron is he's he is actually very talented, regardless of what you think about him. Spend that money making something else, man. Spend that. But here's the thing: we talk so much about like Jeff Bezos and Elon yeah. Musk about spending their money going to space and how they well, could give that to charity. James Cameron could do the I, same thing. I would say the thing is he those, does do some charitable things. He d- exactly yes. that, yeah. and his technical advancements in his films have revolutionize the industry okay so it's not like it's like he makes it's a camera waste. and it's for him it, yeah. it's not wasted he shares it do we oh, know this yeah yeah okay. yeah it's all shared it like red cams were essentially like made because of him like it's it he's he really is a revolutionary in the industry you yeah. have to give him that he's not a great director he's not a good writer i totally 100 agree with the director's Snob. snob. Oh, snub, yeah. Snub. Absolutely. What are the words? And I think it could have done without a Best Picture nod and our yes. could have snuck in, but like... A hundred percent. Whatever. But you now you've seen Avatar. I've now seen the Avatars. Yes. And I'll probably have to watch three, four, and five, too. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Mita. So I gave it two and a half, I think? Yeah, I think yeah. something like that. Yeah. Two and a half stars. Yeah. I don't even remember what I gave it. That's That tells you yeah. everything. It is very forgettable. But my my logline in my letterbox was like, uh, so Gordon Weaver needs to play a teenage girl more often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's good. I have uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, yes. but my best pictures. That's okay. the only one I have left. And I'm glad that's the only one I have left because it's on Netflix and I can watch it whenever I don't have to like, rent it. Yes. But like getting into a two and a half hour German war movie that I've already kind of seen is a little hard. Yeah. yeah. But I've heard very good <laughs> things about it. Mm-hmm. Many people have said like, just because there was a movie made in the 30s and it's based on a book, just watch it with fresh eyes and you will still... Yeah, it is different. You'll gain things from it, yeah. Um, I When I told my dad I was watching it, yeah. he was just like, didn't you already watch that? That's an old movie. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> now I'm watching it in like, German. Yeah. And dad, I'm so cool. <laughs> um, I, I do hope you get to watch Women Talking. Yes. Uh, soon, so that I we can talk about it because I really do want to talk about Women Talking. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to... Again, I'm holding my opinion on it. Okay. I'm worried I, about your opinion. Well, I, you have to see it to understand. And okay. I don't want to ruin it. Okay. And I don't want to influence. Okay. And I do still have to see The Whale, but I have a... I don't know if I'll be able to before Oscars, just based on my schedule. Yeah. So we'll have to see about that. But... But... One thing I did get to watch, and I did really want to talk about, mm. is... I saw After Sun. Oh, me too! I saw After Sun too. What were your thoughts? I... So... I feel like it is one of those things that is, like, on the verge of being a bit too pretentious. Yep. Like, I think people think, like, oh, wow, this is so beautiful. It's a very nice story. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a story we don't often no. see. No. We don't see a perspective of a daughter and a son, yeah. especially from the eyes of the daughter. Like, yes, from that perspective, what yeah. the vacation was like. But then also it explores masculinity and, like, what it like depression yeah. and sort of the woes that a man can fatherhood go yeah. yeah exactly and i thought it was just it was very nice it's well made like i get maybe not being nominated for something like best picture yeah. but i i get the paul mescal yeah. not a nomination i think he's really good in it i don't know very much about him because i keep lumping him in with all these british boys that kind of all look the same yeah, to me kind of the same. <laughs> yeah and so i don't really know what separates him but in this i was like oh like you are actually yeah, like you're doing talented. something here and it's very good yeah. um i gave it three and a half stars because i no, you didn't give it four i gave it four yeah 
My mind now is telling me three and a half. Okay. That's not right. No, you gave it four. Uh, my mind's telling me three and a half. Because that feels better to me now. It's been a few weeks. And that's where I'm landing. Yeah, I'm landing at So why do you think you give it four then? The I don't know. Maybe that was a typo. Sometimes when I try to round things. <laughs> did, did you look on my chart or on Letterboxd? You're a chart. Oh, that's weird. Because on Letterboxd, that's happened to me. Because yeah. like when you try to do the half yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it, yeah, it does the full your, star. So you, you moved away from three and you went to the four. Did I? You did. Let me give you my review. Okay. And this might inform why you feel that way. Okay. Because when I watched it, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't get the big deal. Mm-hmm. This is kind of boring. I didn't, I, wa- I was like watching it and I was absorbing it and I was kind of getting it. And I've turned it off and I was just like, okay, that was a movie. It said some nice things, but like, I don't get it. And then I woke up the next morning and I was sad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that made me feel things I did not think I was going to feel. Right. And like the next day, I was actually really sad the next day. And like it really tapped into a lot of things. And it was a lot more, I think, perceptive and a lot more, it was better made than it actually appears. Mm-hmm. It's a very well-made film. It's lasting. It's lasting. And that is really hard, I mm-hmm. think. So I, that's maybe what it was. I think maybe you're like, even when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about the experience watching it. Yeah. But my rating really is based on the emotion I had after. Cause yeah. that's really difficult to do mm-hmm. to get someone to feel something like a day later and to still be living in that world and those characters yeah. and understanding that. And like, I am a father of a daughter. Yeah. I have a young daughter. I'm a young father of a young daughter. So like, there is so many parallels in this. You know, I don't have depression like Paul Maskell's character, but we all have mental health issues and all of that. And I thought one of the things that was really tapping into is how he, his depression seems to be birthed from his feeling that he's too young a father. Like he he lost his youth essentially to being a parent, Mm -hmm. but it's very evident he loves his daughter. Yeah. It's like, like there's not, he would, there's there's no question. He tries to hide it from her. He tries to hide it from her. All of those things are very like, they can, I connect to those things as well. And I thought this would, I thought this would emotionally like wash over me in a much different way. And it, it didn't. Mm-hmm. But the next day I was like, that oh, I, you. I feel it. Yeah. I feel all those things. And you just want to dance. Well, my thing about, <laughs> my thing was, I thought, I, cause I felt the same way. I was like, do we need so much strobing and dancing in this club? Like I get <laughs> what you're trying to do, yeah. but like. It, this feels very like young filmmaker and the rest of the film feels like a mature filmmaker. Interesting because like it is a young filmmaker. She is. Yeah. She's very young and like I get like it's one of her first films and all of that but like I get what you're trying to do about like you, you feel so far away from your father and you're trying to connect with him and there's all these obstacles in a club. Like it's just so like on the nose. Yeah. It's so on the nose and the rest of the film is it's so perceptive. Yeah. So it's just it's this mishmash of kind of ideas but Paul Mescal really does sell it. Mm-hmm. He really elevates what could have been a poorly performed role. Yeah. Especially that scene at the end where he's naked crying on the bed and you're like, oh, oh. I feel it. Yeah. I feel it, Dad. Because like also as a young person, like as a young girl, you don't often see your parents in those kind of yeah. emotional moments. And it made me really think of like, oh, there must have been so many times. Like I never th- think about what my parents yeah. must have been feeling yeah. at that time. Like I don't know what they were going through because we also come from a culture where like they don't talk no one about, talks about anything, any yeah. of those things and so there's no no real idea of it later on too and i was like oh i guess like they have feelings too yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i'm still sticking with three and a half though i'm surprised i put four really i yeah. went with four i actually like i would i think i gave it three initially in my head yeah but when i i sat with it i was like no i actually like I, i'm really enjoying this but it's a movie that a lot of people won't like because it is quite bland it is bland yeah. to watch as a film like nothing happens mm-hmm. and it also does there's some like super artsiness there's like a shot for instance of like they're having dinner and someone takes a polaroid and they're having a conversation but we're watching the polaroid develop <laughs> yeah and i'm like i get what you're trying to do it's about the memory yeah. forming in front of your eyes about what's going to happen but i'm like listen i don't i know what you're like some of the direction was so painfully obvious yeah and that's <clears throat> It's 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 a mishmash of kind of two things of, yeah. of a film that is very sophisticated and a, so amateur at the same time. Yeah. But his performance and her performance too, in all fairness, really really sell the whole thing. So I enjoyed it. It's a movie I'd watch again. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would watch it again. Maybe that's why I'm leaning towards three and a half. I think it's a one and done for me. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'd want to experience it now, feeling like having kind of sat with it. Had those emotions and like, yeah, gone through them. Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. we also saw, I don't think we talked about Triangle of Sadness. No, we haven't. No. Which we did watch. Which we both watched around the same time. Yes. What were your thoughts quickly before we move on? (laughs) I get what Triangle of Sadness is saying. I agree with what Triangle of Sadness is saying. I think it's definitely a movie that is, like, of now, and I don't think 10 years from now or 15 or 20 years from now we're going to say, like, oh, that triangle of sadness that had a real lasting power on me. I think, like, its best parts are the message it's sending, but I'm not, I don't see anything about it that's, like, outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's also incredibly on the nose. Yeah. There's, like, no subtlety. Yeah. Yeah. About it. Yeah. And that's, I think, a little shocking because it's a European film. And you kind of, and that's, you know, call it what it is. I just expected more subtlety and more sophistication. Mm-hmm. And I don't get either of them. Um, I don't remember what I rated it. Do you remember what I rated I think three, three and, and a half. half. Yeah. I mean, that feels right. I think I'd go with three and a half too. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm going to ask you a question, so don't give too many details. Okay. Do you think she did it? Yes. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. I think that's the whole point of the very last shot. Yeah. Is to show that like, too late. Yeah. Uh, bye. May. <laughs> She's really good in it. Yes. Very good. But yeah. And so I'm a little surprised by the nomination then for that one. Mm-hmm. Triangle of Sadness it specifically. It kind of snuck its way in there. Yeah. Because it's not that great. I could see why it even won Palme d'Or. Yes. Because it... Because what I've seen winning Palme d'Or are these, like, sort of, like, message-induced films yeah. that, like, stand out amongst a crowd. But also I can see a group of people voting on it as the homogenous choice. Yes. It's not divisive. So what do you think Deepika was thinking? <laughs> I think Deepika voted for it. Yeah. I think, I, I truly think that, like, you get this group of, like, eight, nine people in a room mm-hmm. and something like this is, like, it's the one, it's probably everyone's two or three. Or maybe, and maybe a couple of people's number one. But everyone was just like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. And so people came kind to a conclusion. To yeah, it. came to a conclusion. Yeah. I really want to see Belgium's Close, oh. which was number two. And supposed to be very good. Oh. So we'll see. There you go. But you know what we already saw? Black Panther. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was trying to segue. But we did see Black Panther too. We promised them we last promised week. We promised them last week. We did. So Black Panther. Quickly, thoughts. We watched Black Panther together. We did. Uh, All thank you. And 45 minutes of it. Thank you so much, Nadim, for letting me watch oh God, Black Panther in your home theater. I really had a good time with did it. You? I did. I think the action sequences in that were really well done and like fun and entertaining. The movie spends a lot of time building a story about yeah. <laughs> this the one. Wa- the water people. And so like I get why that's there for like the comic book fans. Yeah. I think the movie does a good job of playing up for its fans. Yeah. Which like if you're making an MCU movie, that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be straying away too much. Like that's who these movies are made Fair, for. Fair, I guess. I think the problem with MCU in general and superhero movies is that they these are supposed to be meant for the comic book fans and like that audience and then they want to get new people in and so they try to do like these like gimmicks to get new people in which is like fine you want to make money but like just make it for the fans do it for the fans i feel like spider-man uh the third one i'm forgetting there's no way home no way home wait homecoming no way no way home far from home far from home no. no. Far from home, <laughs> Julianne Moore. Stop! <laughs> There's Homecoming, which is yeah. the first one. Far from home, which is the second one because it's shot in England and Tom Holland yes. is from England. And he thought it was funny that it's far from home, but he was at home. And then uh, No Way Home is the third one. Oh, it is two. <laughs> far from home and No Way Home. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't just a Julianne Moore movie. No. But That's Far from Heaven. Far from Heaven. Um, yes. So No Way Home does okay. that really well. Okay, okay, okay. That is for like comic book fans. But yeah, the Black Panther spends a lot of time building up this this city. Yeah. Um, it takes too much time to do that because I two almost three hours is like too long. Yeah. Um, but I get I get the entertainment piece mm-hmm. of this. What I'm not quite understanding is the win with Angela Bassett. 
I get the nomination. Like, it's a really strong yes. performance. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not getting all her wins right now. I'm still in the camp that, like, Stephanie Sue should get all of those yes. wins. I, even if she wasn't nominated, she should have won. <laughs> um, but now she is nominated. Now she is nominated. And I'm still hoping that that happens. Even happening. though I know it's probably going to be Angela Bassett. She's the only block win. She's the only black person who's going to win. You think that's why she's going to win? I think that kind of crap politics makes a big difference. Also, she's Um, Angela Bassett. Yeah, that's what I... I feel like it's more she's Angela Bassett than she's a black woman. I think it's both. Because I think there's still a lot of people who think she should have gotten it for what Flub got to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not 100% supportive of her, like, winning all these awards for it. But she's fine in it, but, like, yeah. She's got two Cracker Jack scenes. That's essentially it. Yeah. That's why she's getting nominated, mm-hmm. but she's not. I, I agree. I don't think she's incredible. I think Stephanie Sue is definitely better. I actually recently rewatched Black Panther. No, everything oh. everywhere all at once. <laughs> I was like Nadim, and I was specifically watching Stephanie Sue. Yes, and I was like, no, I get this. Yeah, and like that. That is a that's Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Sue who carry that film, and Ki Hui Kwan is excellent. Mm-hmm. But that win is it's a gimmick win. It. It's like, well, no, he's actually very good in it. Yeah. There's, he's, he, he has the best line in the movie about like, I would, you know, if I had my choice, I would do taxes and laundry with you. Yeah. It is the line of the movie mm-hmm. and he has it and he delivers it beautifully. Yes. But she is, Stephanie Sue is excellent in it. I think he is interchangeable though. I think you could get some other actor in that role. I don't think he's doing anything like very special but she is that person <laughs> she's very i can't picture anyone else doing that in the way that she does with the bite that she has it but there's all this bite but you can see all the compassion behind it like yeah. you understand the emotion that's there maybe she's also very good in the marvelous marvelous Mrs. Mrs. Mitchell, yeah. yeah i will say about black panther yeah we've already talked about everything everywhere i'm not a huge marvel person mm-hmm. and i thought it was over long like yeah. over over long not boring it was a fine watch. I'm glad I watched it with you because I would, I just wouldn't have cared at all. Yeah. I wouldn't have watched it on my own. Even if Angela Bassett wins, I would not put the energy behind it to do that. I'm just over Marvel completely. Yeah. So. I might go see Ant-Man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm debating it. Your wife enjoyed it. Your wife saw it with us. She did, yeah. She enjoyed it. She liked the action sequences. That <clears throat> car chase is fun. Come on. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> don't, I'm not, like, it is fun. Yeah. I, I will, I'm not going to deny that. It, it like... Some of it is fun. I just find, I think Marvel, I'm just, it's getting, like, it's just getting ridiculous. It's a lot. There's too many. It's just, it's just too much of it. Yeah. The stories are convoluted. This doesn't have the gravity or the importance that Black Panther had. And as a result, it feels very, like, bland. And also, like, we talked about this, that has no focus until, like, three, three quarters, quarters of the in, way through yeah. it. Yeah. You have no idea whose movie this is. And then you're like, oh, I guess it's hers. What I think should have been done is some sort of a series because Disney has been doing yeah. that. So you should have spent the time building Namor into a series yeah. and then you could have had him in this yes, movie and it exactly. would have been more effective. So it just kind of, the movie falls flat for me, but it's, I'm also not the audience for it. And, but they also, they know how to do that because they did that with Wanda and yes. yeah, but anyways. But speaking of things I, I might be an audience for. Okay. I don't know. Was that audience for that? I don't know if you were. I know if I was. Amita, <laughs> what did we watch this week? Um, This week we watched A Man for All Seasons. We did, Mita. Yes. I did not know this was a movie that existed. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to give us a quick IMDb disco? For sure, I will. So A Man for All Seasons is the story of Sir Thomas More, who stood up to King Henry VIII when the king rejected the Roman Catholic Church to obtain a divorce and remarry. Yeah, that's exactly what this movie is. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mita, you left us with a little tidbit last episode. Yes. Do you want to... Walk us through that. Okay, so okay. here's... Okay. So in grade 12, my parents made the decision to take a family trip to India. Mm-hmm. This was my first time to India. Yeah. It was my dad's first time since migrating to Canada. Wow. Yeah. My mom had been back yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. times, but my ne- dad never got the opportunity to go back either. So it was like a big deal. Yeah. I was pissed because they were doing it like senior year during like our last semi-formal dance, through spirit oh, week, God. through like a lot of the quintessential yeah, high school yeah. things. And I was really pissed about it because I was like, I also kind of wanted to just like stay at home for two weeks without my parents around. Yeah, yeah. Like the idea of that was exciting. As an adult, I appreciate the trip and I like them. Yeah. Forced to go to India. Yeah, was exactly. like that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I missed a bunch of. Sc- yeah, I missed yeah. 
three weeks almost of school. Um, and and I, when I got back the next week, we had March break. So my parents did really poor planning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, granted, we went for somebody's wedding. So yeah. like, whatever. But um, in that time, my grade 12 English class was reading A Man for All Seasons, uh, in which I did bring the book with me <laughs> to, to India. Did I read it? No. Okay. <laughs> also, I don't know if it's the book, if the book was about the same thing as oh, the movie. Okay. Because did I ever read it? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I got back from India and I had a really nice English teacher, yeah. Mr. Risk, who was just like, hey, like, we're, there's some assignments you got to do. And I was like, Mr. Risk, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. And he was like, it's okay, Mita, what do you need to pass this class and to get your scholarship? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of teachers trusted me because they knew I was... I think that's the other thing. You had a history. It wasn't yeah. like... I literally was telling this to my therapist the other day. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just get lucky <laughs> with things. And she's like, but you realize you probably put a lot of work in where people recognize those yeah. things in There's you. There's a reason you got She that. was like, don't feel like you're an imposter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Okay. So you have no idea what that book was about. I have no idea, but I know it was called A Man for All Seasons. Okay. And I do believe it was about this time, this period. time period. So it could have been okay. that book. But I thought that would be fun for me to sprinkle in. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. And I loved the like the cliffhanger at the end of yeah. last episode and this episode. Very nicely done. I still have not read it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you have seen this. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts? I have seen this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the movie for Mitha's yeah, I... Um, I watched this yesterday and I honestly can't really tell you much about it. It's old English time, which I actually do find interesting, but it's from the perspective of the people that I don't find interesting at all. Like, I want to know... Henry VIII? Henry VIII is interesting to me, but I want to know what was Catherine thinking throughout all of this. And, like, I think historical films can be really interesting, but this was also made... In the 60s, and I, I just, I, there's something about the way this is shot. It is very, like, true to the time. Like, it's dirty, like Tom Jones was, but there's nothing, like, exciting. And I kept thinking, like, I watched Tom Jones and flipping loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed every aspect yeah. of that movie. But this, I, like, I could not get into. <laughs> like, yeah. I kept trying. I restarted it a few times. I was really? like, yeah. And I was like, I got I got to watch yeah. this because, like, we have to talk about it. It really, it did not captivate my attention in any way. And I think what it is, with Tom Jones, it's written really well. Yeah. And it's fun. (laughs) Tom Jones is fun. Tom Jones is fun. It is is a comedy. And I understand, like, this shouldn't be a comedy, but I think it would be so much better if it was. I mean, I don't think you can make, I don't think that would work at all. I think the like, idea of this of. man, of this man, like I think today, the idea of this man wanting to get a divorce and like forcing the church to allow him to get a divorce. Just I so. think from Henry VIII's perspective, because yes. he's a character mm-hmm. and like as a satire, making fun of Henry VIII. Yes, but that would be so much fun. I think this is meant to be earnest uh-huh. and about like morals and ethics and like things that are just so categorically boring. That's true. That's the problem. And I think the other part of it is for me, like we just watched The Sound of Music, yes. which was so delightful. Yeah. Like you heard me talk about it yeah. last week. Like it was, that was so great for yeah. me that I wanted to continue that. And yeah. I was like, this just isn't cutting it. Yeah. I don't know. what. It, how did you I feel? I cut the muster. I thought this was like watching Lincoln. <laughs> like... <laughs> I thought, here's a movie uh-huh. that is very well made, impeccably acted, mm-hmm. and insanely dull. Yeah. It's not a bad film. It's actually a very nicely made film. There are some, it's asking and saying some very important, very interesting questions. Yes. Questions that I was sitting wondering, like, what would you do? And I still don't know necessarily what I would do in his situation. Mm-hmm. In Thomas More situation? Yeah. Okay. Like, I I was like in Henry? In Henry VIII, yeah. <laughs> you know what you're doing. If I was Henry VIII situation. No, if I was Thomas More, what would you do in that situation? Yeah. And I think it, it, it is very interesting. It's just, like I just said, there's nothing more boring than being talked to about ethics and morals and conduct and like... History, history. too. Like, oh, yeah. In old in English. Con- yeah. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about this that is cinematic. 
Exactly. And that's, that's I right think, word. a bit of the problem is that this is a very talky drama about very talky issues. Mm-hmm. And it's very nicely done. I can't fault it. I can't. I can't fault it for what it is, especially because Paul Schofield is so good in this. Mm-hmm. He is very good. He deserves his best doctor win. He really, yes. like, it is It is very well performed. It's very well written. It's very well directed, too. It's just all so dull. Yeah. I can't see people being like, oh, you got to see gotta it. you got to see it. Yeah, seasons. exactly. Yeah. Did you check it out last week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I can't even see people at the time in the 60s being like, it's the movie of the year. Yeah. Especially that... when we come off of two years in a row yeah. of having like a fun musical. Even the year My Fair Lady, there's like three comedies in that yeah. Best Picture nomination. And then to go this way is like so... Exactly. Huh? <laughs> this, yeah. is, this feels very much like the movie that deserved to be nominated. Do you know what I mean? Like if there were five nominees now, this would be guaranteed nominated, mm. not winning anything. Mm. it's that kind of movie and there's a f- I'm trying to think of a few of them that have come out in like recent years Lincoln is like a prime example of like the boring movie that deserves the nomination but will never win, win. watching The Last Duel like similar time Yo, period The Last Duel is so is, interesting though it's so interesting <laughs> yeah. that's what I meant though like that was interesting yeah. to me that should have been nominated yeah. for best picture I think yeah. and like I was trying to think, what about that is so much more interesting to me than well, watching this? I don't want to say it. Is it the rape? Rape is more interesting. It's the rape. It's, it's the rape the... and the mystery of... Yeah. It's the Rashomon of it. Mm. That's, that is super fascinating to see the different perspectives. Perspectives and like how they... Yeah. yeah. And, and then to get added scenes as you see each perspective. Yes, exactly. Mm. Like it, it's... Actually, <clears throat> it's probably one of Ridley Scott's best films, yeah. I would argue. It's very well acted. The script is insanely good by Matt, Ben, and Nicole Hoffsenner. 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 <laughs> Whom I love. Yes. But it's very well written and it's just, it's interesting, but rape is just more interesting. I don't know if interesting is the right word. Rape is more conversational, I think. It's no, like, it is more interesting. The, that the it ethics. Leads, the ethics behind yeah. it and the, the questions of like... To today's world. To today's world especially, especially because it's framed... It's a movie about old English that is framed from today's world. Yes. That's, that's what's why interesting it about it. Whereas this feels like it's old English and framed from like what an old English yeah, person would. Exactly. Say. And again, there's nothing wrong about this film. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sitting back like I found more flaw in the sound of music than I yes. can really in this. Mm-hmm. Because the sound of music shouldn't work and it does. And this like this should work and it does. And it's fine. It's just Oh, and dull. It's so boring. It's such a boring film. Yeah, snooze fast night. It's a snooze yeah. fast. And there's some great scenes in it too. Like there's there's a couple of sequences when they're having a conversation about like why or why aren't you just taking the oath or why like especially conversations with his family like when they're in jail and they come to visit and yes. they're asking like why won't why you just, are you do just it? doing this and yeah. i'm like why won't you just do, do it? it and i'm like are, and That's i'm the ethics but uh, but so did you not ask yourself that question then? i why was you, yeah. asking myself like okay like if i was in that situation i probably would have just done it i probably would have just done it's it too fucking king man like <laughs> just, just, just do, do it, it. And move on with your life yeah right? so is he being stubborn or is it admirable is he being an Atticus? I mean... That's the thing, though. Like, I guess in this time period, he is being ethical. But, like, also it feels like you're just being a stick in the mud. Like, I don't... I'm not getting the passion behind his ethics. Well, I mean, he's saying he's going to have to answer to God for what he did. That doesn't speak to me. Yes, that's personally. fair. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I th- I also think that like even as someone who is relatively I wouldn't say like super religious but like yeah. believes in God. I and, feel like, like yeah, I'm more spiritual. You're more than spiritual religion. than religious. Yeah. I would even say that I think God would get it. Like I think, <laughs> yeah. I think I think if like he's gonna ask me one day like why did you lie about this and I'm like well I could have died or I could have just you know been there to raise my family and I think he'd be like cool man yeah like I think it's okay because honestly like. Sorry, religious people. God will get it. God will forgive you. God usually, you. that's the whole point he's of God. He's meant to be forgiving. Yeah, he's yes. meant to be forgiving. So, like, you know, I mean, don't kill somebody. Don't kill but, somebody. like. But if you're, the other option is getting killed, I think God's like, it's okay, man. Also, I, I just it. feel like uh, divorce to me is so, like, normal today. I think that's it's the It's so other hard thing. to wrap your yeah. mind around a period of time where, like, there is a church that is so against it. And, like, 
I mean, yes, I come from a culture where like it's kind of not the option. Like it's very rare to come across it. But because I grew up in this society where like it is fairly I mean granted I didn't have any friends growing up who had divorced parents so like I don't know what that is like but I hear about people getting divorced all the time it's very common it's very common and like I I don't know in Islam like you do have to go through quite a few hoops hoops to get divorced to get a divorce but like does it not feel more common to you does it not feel like more familiar oh for sure I it's definitely more familiar and I think I think the movie, the movie actually, you know, is really trying to strike a balance as well because they're trying to say that Henry VIII, because if you're watching it even in the 60s, -hmm. you're thinking about this, well, if he doesn't want to be married to this woman and he's asking for a divorce, think about it. He should be able to it and be able to marry whomever he wants. So like technically speaking, Thomas More is the villain. Yeah. Do you know in many (laughs) ways? And like if that's what Henry VIII wants, that's what it is. He should be able to get that. But it balances it. It still makes Henry VIII the villain somehow and Thomas More the hero, even though you might not agree with what's technically happening. Yes. Which, but it, the movie should do that because that is... But the, that's hard. hard. It's hard to do yeah. that. I, I get that. I just, there's no no pull for me in this. Like, at no point was I like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> no. At no point was I like, ooh, yeah. At like no point. But do you know what I mean? And like something that's, and I, for me, it's the time period that really is like the distractor. That's what felt boring oh, really? to me. And that's what was the problem with me trying to read that book. It was, <laughs> was the time period. I was like, I'm in India right now. Like, what am yeah, I what doing? Yeah, why are you reading this book? Why gonna... The British. <laughs> I was like, Mr. Risk, it yeah. wasn't going to happen. This, this feels... I know I had a layover, but I did yeah. not read the book. This feels mildly racist, actually, for me to be doing this. <laughs> These were my colonizers. Exactly. And you want me to you read, read their about book? them? Yeah, I don't... And their history while I'm in my country? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and he literally so I'm here like, did you read a man for all seasons yeah. while you were away? It's like, no. Nope. I, <laughs> I was honest. I think it because I was honest too. He was just like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Here's your 75. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, this was a tough one. Did it deserve best picture? What were the other options? Okay, let's talk about those. Yes. We have mm-hmm. Alfie. Alfie. The original with Michael Caine. Okay. I've heard good things about that. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Shit. <laughs> a sand pebbles huh and who's afraid of virginia wolf so i've never seen who's afraid of virginia you wolf haven't. i'll put it on the list for the year with liz with liz yeah. and and richard yeah. liz and dick <laughs> um liz and dick starring Lindsay lohan we should watch that for this podcast okay it's not a sand pebbles it's the sand pebbles i was <laughs> okay. like i saw it mita wrote it in our notes and i was just like there's something wrong here so i had to look it up it's called the sand pebbles. the sand pebbles sorry sand pebbles. um i've never seen liz and dick and who's afraid of virginia wolf but i've heard a tremendous thing about who's yeah. afraid of virginia wolf so i can't really say anything okay um i've seen it okay you tell me and i get why this beat out that oh yeah is who's afraid of virginia wolf is that mike nichols I think it is. Are you a fan of Mike Nichols? Because I get the feeling you're not. I like some Mike Nichols. <laughs> okay. I like Closer. Closer. I don't know why I said Close. Closer. And so it is. Yeah, and so it is. <laughs> Are we going to watch that after? <laughs> <laughs> no, I really actually like Closer. And I think what he does with Closer is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to work once when Closer came out and my manager had seen close and she's like he's just trying to glorify having an affair and then i saw it when i was like 16 and i was just like that's not what he's trying to say You're an idiot. yeah he's actually talking about very different things the man is the- married to diane swear yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and that's what i think he's actually very intelligent yeah i just i think you'd have to see who's afraid of virginia wolf to be able to be like to like say yeah whether it's or not. a stage play yeah that's made into that's a made film. into a movie that always feels that way mm-hmm. that is anchored by a very obviously good performance by by Liz. both of them by more Liz than Richard okay. Burton. But this, I can't believe I'm saying it actually, this actually has more presence. Oh, interesting. Like there is something very stately about this. Mm-hmm. There's something very right about it. Right ethically or just like no, in terms right, of its filmmaking? Right as a film. Okay, yeah. I can, I can stand yeah. behind that. I Yes, I did not enjoy it. Like I did not yeah. get into it. Yeah. But I can say like it is well made. It is well performed. Henry VIII is... Flippin' fantastic in this. <laughs> um, who plays Henry VIII? Oh, his name is something. Let me look it up. 
He's also, a- the mom from Sons and Lovers is in here. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> who also got an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. So Also, someone from Tom Jones is in this. So, Robert Chaub is Henry VIII. Yes. Uh, Wendy Hiller was Alice Moore, from mm-hmm. Sun- who was in yes. Sons and Lovers. And Susanna York is in this. Yes. Yes. Who plays Margaret Moore. Mm-hmm. She's good in this, too. Yeah. Yeah, she's actually better in this than she was in Tom Jones. Great performances. Great performances. For sure. There's a reason it won six Oscars. Now, there, it won six Oscars, but it's 2023. Mm-hmm. If I'm going out on the streets and saying, like, what do you know about A Man for All Seasons? Especially yeah. when we just had Lawrence of Arabia, My Fair Lady, The Sound of Music. Yeah. Well, there's also Tom Jones. <laughs> Tom, between, well, yeah. yes, okay, fine. Yeah. But people know who Tom Jones is. <laughs> they don't know the, they don't know they don't the, know the Tom, Tom Jones. Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that about lasting impression and like, you know, classic and like what that means and this just isn't it. And there's also a reason for that. Yes. Because it just, it doesn't have, it doesn't it's not Shah Rukh Khan. No. no. But <laughs> yeah. if Shah Rukh Khan. Yes, exactly. I would, yeah, 100%. So that begs the question. Do you think it's like star power has like a lasting play right? into this? Yeah. But his, Paul Coe Schoolfield's performance is very good. But it is Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis has this like aura to him. That and people, so does Steven Spielberg. Exactly. So people have, there's name recogni- recognizability. Yeah. Sorry. You said it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, there's name recognizability yeah. there. And so, like, that's why people are attracted to it, yeah. I guess. I can't tell you anything about Paul Schofield. No, I can't. Except <laughs> yeah. that he was in this movie. Who directed this? His name is Frank Zimmerman. Oh, he directed something else we watched. Uh, on um, Fred. From Here to Eternity. Fred Zimmerman. Fred. Fred. From Here to Eternity. Did he? Yes. Okay. Which is a yeah, very good film. Yeah. A storyline that I can get behind. Or more a s- from setting. Here, from Here to Eternity? Yeah. 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 Am I right about that? Yeah. It was From Here to Eternity. Mm. Wow. Two best pictures. Fred. Fred, yeah. Look at you. Him, right? <laughs> yeah. But yes, I do see that From Here to Eternity has a little bit more... Oomph. Oomph to it. Yeah. Also, but what year did that come out? Oh, a 50, bit ago. 50 something, right? But it was about a 54. T- 54, but about wartime that happened like less than a decade before. Yeah. So, or a decade before. I will still always remember being shocked when I saw Pearl Harbor and being like, wait, what movie are we watching? <laughs> that's, that's what was meant to happen. Yep. Yeah. Like, huh? Huh? Pearl <laughs> Harbor? <laughs> Where's Ben? <laughs> um... But yes, making a movie that is about a time and a place that I guess is a bit more palpable than because this it's is. more recent. It, yeah, for yeah, I guess so. I mean, but also, but war is not something I typically no. enjoy, and I liked from here to eternity because it's a new story yeah. from that time. I think I could have gotten into this more if like it was shown from more. This is very much a sausage fest in a lot of ways too. Sure, it's very male forward, which. The court was up. Which, which, yes, yeah. I, I can't fault it yeah. for that. Because, like, aside from Jodie Comer, The Last Duel... It's also a sausage ...is, is very male-forward. Yeah. I don't want to relate them to sausages, because then they'll relate me to something. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> we'll enough, yeah. So it's very male-forward. And I understand that. Yeah. I just can't. I can't, man. And that's fair. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't. Like, and I get why you can't. Because mm-hmm. it is just that kind of movie. I couldn't write that paper in 2009. You can't. And I can't do it in can't 2023. Yeah. So I'm super... Do you have sequel prequel ideas? <laughs> um, I... So there is the musical Six. Yeah. Have you heard about Six? Yeah, I've heard about it. Six is the musical in which it goes through... Oh, the, the wives. Six wives yes. of Henry VIII. Yeah. And so I think that is your sequel prequel if you want. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've heard the songs on yeah. Apple Music and they're a bop. Yeah. Um, and like it's fun to think about that time and that kind of a yeah. perspective. It's just like a fun new experience. Yeah. I really would have liked to seen like what was Catherine <laughs> thinking yeah. through all this? Like you want to what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For who? Yeah. For Anne? <laughs> Her? Her. <laughs> but I think Catherine probably took it. That being said, I've never seen The Other Bolin Girl. I was going to say, you should watch The Other Bolin Girl. Is, um, is it good? It's years ago. I don't remember it at all. Okay. It wasn't... I like Scarlett. I like Natalie. Yeah, there's, yeah exactly. I like Eric Mana. Yeah. 
I don't believe him as Henry VIII, no, but... Like, why would you? But <laughs> Terrible <laughs> yeah. casting. They were just trying to play up to the to the youth. The youths. Yeah. I'm curious to see what your rating is going to be. Okay. Well, are we there yet? Yeah. Oh, we are. <laughs> do, I, I'm really, do you have any sequel prequel yeah. ideas? Honestly, going into this, I don't know what my rating yeah. is. I knew last week. Yeah. Um, I, yes, it was extremely difficult especially coming off of something like the sound of music i enjoyed that experience so much and like was like looking forward to it and so when i started this i was like oh i'm so excited to watch another movie and then i i started the movie i wasn't enjoying the experience it was really hard to get into i also um I don't know if you noticed this, but like I had to rent it off YouTube because Apple, for some reason, put the year as like 2005. Yeah, it, that confused me. For I was this. freaking out that it was the wrong one. So yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do it. So I watched it. I could have watched it off my Apple TV, but yeah. I didn't. But anyways, I watched it off my laptop, which also doesn't make like the greatest viewing experience. No. Um, but it was just really hard for me to like center and focus and like really absorb what I was watching. And I, I understand like ethical dilemma and someone being so pious and being you know wanting to Mm -hmm. support their own ethics and i stand by principled people Mm -hmm. i like to think that i can be a principled person too it's just the subject matter is so hard for me to watch in 2023 and i think that that says something about a film that was nominated as or best or one best one. picture. Yeah, that's why we're here. To not for a because I don't think it's just me. I think there is like a whole group of people that would not be able to watch that today. Whereas like when last week when we watched Sound of Music, mm. that is still a movie that a ton of people. There are literally sing-alongs that yeah. are held every single year for people to like watch and mm. enjoy. And so like I think as we get further into these movies and we divulge like more into the like. Is this movie no yeah. the movies that we actually yeah. know? Like, what is that lasting? That lastability is yeah. that even a word? What is that? What's the word I'm looking for? Longevity. Yeah. What is the longevity of this film? Because I think that should go hand in hand with something that wins Best Picture. Mm-hmm. That should be something that's at the forefront. And so I could not grasp yeah. anything on this. I do see that this is well performed because. If it wasn't, I would even hate it even more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was able to stick it out for the yeah. length of, for the two hours because it was well written, yeah. it's well directed, it's well performed. Um, you know, in terms of like the setting and the place, like it that all stands up. Costumes yeah. stand up. Everything is great. Fine. It's a movie yeah. that I probably would have been forced to watch in English class. Yeah. I don't know if they did, but <laughs> I wasn't there. I was in India. Yeah. But. but I think if we had watched it in English class, I probably would have like fallen asleep or something. And I just don't get how that how this could have been entertaining in the 60s too. Like I can't see myself going into a movie theater and wanting to watch this mm-hmm. either. So I'm going to go with like two and a half. My... Two stars are for, like, the actual, like, it's a well-made film. Mm -hmm. And then my half star is because I understand I should enjoy it for, like, what it it is made. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. But. I don't. So I'm leaving it with two and a half stars. I get that. Yeah. I think you said something interesting, like, going into a theater and being entertained by it. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what the movie was for, personally. That's my opinion of it. Sorry. Not just entertained, but, like, there are questions to be asked. But I'm not... I... After I finished it, I was not thinking about those questions. Mm -hmm. I... In a critical eye, yes, I am. But I wasn't left with that impression of, like, should I be thinking about my own ethics? Should I be thinking... Like, what would I have done in that situation? I wasn't thinking about it from, like, a should I be thinking about my own ethics? But while watching it, I was totally like, what would you do? Mm -hmm. Because it really... He's... His conviction is so believable. And, again, it's an excellent performance. His conviction is so believable. And he's so... He's so convinced of it as well that Mm -hmm. you're kind of like, would I do that? Would Do I have... Do I feel that way about anything? Which then makes you question, like, yeah. you know, you and your ethics and who you are as a person and your passion and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I don't necessarily think this is a movie that should entertain. But if it also didn't necessarily give rise to those same feelings of, again, 
ethics and passion and all of that, then again, it, it just didn't do it for you. Yeah. And not every movie is for every person. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Yeah. I also don't think this movie is for me, to be quite honest, because I I can res- I respect this movie far more than I like it. Mm-hmm. If someone were to be like, you know, you should see A Man for All Seasons. It's an incredible film. Everyone should see it. I would be like, I've seen it. I can I understand even why you say that. It's just it's not for me. Yeah. I would never call this a bad film. I would never call it a terrible film. You ignore it. It's boring. I wouldn't say any of that. I would, you know, my it's really how I feel about Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I think Lincoln is so boring as a film. I don't care that it's one of Daniel Day-Lewis's best performances or that Steven Spielberg directed it. It's a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. I will never watch that film again. I actually, apparently you threw my dialogue, dislike that movie more than I dislike this. I actually quite respect this, I think, mm-hmm. for what it was and what he was trying to do with it. The performances... The scenes, all of that. There are some scenes that were I was legitimately like glued to the screen and very interested in. Overall, it's very dull. And I think one of the other things that really takes me out of it is the old English. Mm. Like the, the, the form of speech. Yeah. I was just thinking how much more palatable it would have been to have the exact same movie, just in cleaner language. Mm. Because you spend so much time trying to interpret what's being said because they're using these like weird metaphors and no one's actually ever saying the thing. They're just talking about the thing and you're meant to like absorb figure it. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. And it, I, I, that was one thing that I was like, if we were not so true to the language type, this actually might be a much better experience. Yeah. But it just isn't. I, I, I do f- understand why it won Beck's picture because it does, it is a stately film. This is, for those of our people who are not going to watch this, this is a definition of a best picture winner, in the way mm-hmm. the the way the academy wants wants it to be wants best picture to be. This is best picture. Yeah, and I can understand why this one because mm-hmm. it is it's a sophisticated, it's an intelligent film. It's stately, it's artly. You know, Academy Award winning best picture, A Man for All Seasons. You see all of that. Yes, you know, you see exactly on the marquee what this looks like. It's not. Everything everywhere all at once. No. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's not a bad thing necessarily on either front because this does, I think, accomplish what it's meant to do and it does it very nicely. Yeah. I'm glad that every movie isn't like this though. Yes. And I'm glad and I'm glad this is like this and it won and it has its place in winning. Yeah. Did I love it? No. So for those weird mixed up vibes yeah. and feeling, I'm giving it three stars. Okay. I will also say, though, like, I get why this is, like, the quintessential Best Picture winner. I'm so glad we're moving towards a time period where this isn't the quintessential. Like, this isn't what is expected now. But you know what we're getting into? We're getting into a time when Green Book is Best Picture. Yeah. And if you (laughs) ask me, I'd much rather this be winning Best Picture than that be winning Look, I don't count. And Crash. I don't count 2020 and 2021. They don't exist to me. (laughs) <laughs> but neither of those films are 2020 or 2021. But what I'm saying is, look at what won 2019. Uh, look be... what what is possibly winning for 2022. Sure. And we don't know about 2023, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. But 2019 might have been the exception to the rule, unfortunately. I'm hoping it's not. Like, yeah. I really think this is going to be a definitive... Like, as much as this year wasn't that great for me... I thought it was great for this year, I, actually. But I think the ones we have are great. I just... I don't know. A lot of them, it's hard because like we didn't watch a lot of these in theater. We watched them at home too. I, that's the evolution of the movie, movie going experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. But like I really like what we have there. And I think even something like Tar has the like best picture kind of cadence to it. Sure. But it does something different with yeah. it. It's not like it seems really boring. Like I was trying to describe it to someone like the idea of like a composer yeah. or a conductor film seems really boring, but yeah. it's not because it's really exciting to see her kind of go through the motions because it does something relevant to today. Sure. Yeah. I would say something like The Fablemans is actually more your typical Oscar, Oscar winner. Yeah. For sure. And I'm glad it's not the front runner. Yeah. It shouldn't be. I get why it's nominated though. Like give him his. Fine. I hope he doesn't win. He does something really special for himself, which is like, but it's also the same thing with Mank. Like he's doing something really special for himself. Mank was also. Mank was not great, but like, I get why he made that film. Yeah, yeah, I I understand. I get why that's so important to him. I I will give that to David. The Killer is coming out this year. We don't know. It could be some. I'm so excited. (laughs) But yeah. Interesting. 
But we got some time before we get there. Yes. And we have another movie coming up next week. But before we get there, Mita. Yes. What am I connected? We're connected. So last week you had me connect. Sorry, I, wait. I had you connect. You had me connect. Yeah, causeway. <laughs> causeway to, to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Uh, so this week, Nadim, mm-hmm. you are connecting okay. Black Panther Wakanda Forever okay. to mm-hmm. Triangle of Sadness. Oh, okay. Yes. Your um, timer okay. starts now. Okay. This is going to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> so, hold on a second. I'm doing it backwards. Oh. So, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Okay. Has Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Who yeah. appears in... Does she appear in The Eternals? No, she does not. But she appears in one of them? Movies? I think she's not actually in any of them. She's been in the series. But I can double check that for you. (laughs) Can you fact check this for me for (laughs) a second? Because I haven't seen a lot of the more recent ones. But I... uh, Oh, she's, she's in Black Widow, if that helps you. But that's... See, here's the thing. Okay. The Eternals is directed by Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Uh, who directed Nomadland with Frances McDormand. Okay. Who is in Three Billboards with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. I just need to connect one Marvel movie to another Marvel movie. Okay. And I don't know that universe. Yeah. But I'm sure there is... So you're trying to connect... Wakanda Forever to the Eternals. To the Eternals. Which, there's definitely a way. I just don't know Oh, it. there's definitely a way... It's well, Eternals is a little weird because it's like it introduced so many new characters that it didn't have. It introduced so many new characters that it didn't have like a ton of um, yeah old characters. But let me just double check it for you, and I'll let you. I'll let the timer keep going. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> I'm like Brian Tyree, but wait. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about someone. But if I tell you, but I'm I'm telling okay, you, like yes, you, because okay, I know there's a very cute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's in Eternals. I totally forgot that you can connect it now. Barry Keog, Ke- I can't pronounce his last name. Keof, Keofen, yeah, yeah. Keogan. Okay, think about what you just said. About he is in what movie that has come out this year? Banshees. Yes. It's Colin Farrell. Who directed Banshees? Martin McDonough. Oh, Martin McDonough. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but how am I getting from Black Panther to Eternals? Oh, I right. already know. <laughs> I know Eternals to Triangle of Sadness. This is so hard. How am I getting from one Marvel? I feel like the fact that they're both Marvel. There, movies, that's they're enough. producers. That's enough. Yeah, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige <laughs> yeah. produced both of them. There, I did it. Okay. The I'm other way to it. I was thinking okay. was Woody Harrelson is in this new Morbius movie. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Black Panther is produced by Kevin Feige, who also yeah. probably produced Morbius. That's the problem with that's the problem with Marvel is that like it's an easy because there's a producer a common yeah. and all when of all them, else fails, they're all related to Kevin, Kevin Feige. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He that's has it. something to do with he the has mix. something to do with them. Yeah, either he's a producer and an exec producer. Yeah, whatever. There we go. But I did it. Was that our thing. first high five? Yeah, on maybe. air. On air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Yay! Uh, well, I didn't stop the timer. No. <laughs> Three minutes. <laughs> I mean, I did in less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nita, enough. Yeah. What's next week? Um, next week, we are watching In the Heat of the Night. We are. We are having a fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different movie than that. Oh, oops. Have you not seen it? I've not seen it. Oh. I'm excited to watch this. Yeah. I think this I think is, this is more my, yeah, yeah, that's my jam. Way more than a man for all seasons, but yeah. also, what was your favorite season? <laughs> I really love April 25th. <laughs> no. um, my favorite season is summer. Okay. Because I am a summer baby. Beautiful. What's your favorite season? Springtime. Yeah. Because yeah. you are a spring baby? Maybe. Yeah. But you... I think I like the idea of, I think summer is overrated. Do you know what's so interesting to me? What? You're going to hate this. Okay. You are an Aries. Yeah. I am a Cancer. Okay. Aries and Cancer are both cardinal signs. They are um, the start of a new okay. season. So Aries is the start of spring, spring and yeah. Cancer is the start of summer. Okay. Yeah, and look at us. I don't hate that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about astrology. I mean, I'm not a big fan. But yeah. Like, I don't hate that. There you go. Anyways, Mita. Yes. Parting words. <laughs>
this isn't Spain, you know? This is England. Okay, he doesn't say that. <laughs> I know, but I thought it would be so fun. I love that line, though. I okay. thought it was hilarious. It is funny. It yeah. is funny. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for In the Heat of the Night. We'll be having a fiesta. <laughs> nice. <to see>. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod and check out our litter box at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.